0: On the 15 second skip button. Enjoy! There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash loss That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash loss
1: Hi, I'm Harvey, Harvey Window. I'm one of the directors at Low Classics, which i uh, set up with my brother, who the business is named after. So Leon Oliver Window Enterprises is Low Classics. The Driven Chat Podcast in
0: association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Driven Chat Podcast. My name is John Markar and this week I am flying solo. It is just me with a guest. So no Andy J, no Amy Shaw this week. It is just me, but as ever, we've brought an amazing guest along. And as you've just heard from, it's Harvey Winder, who is a director at Low Classics a company that sells and hires some pretty special cars and we are at a location which well for me for the past couple of years has been somewhere I've popped in quite regularly we are yeah. in or, or sat above I should say Baffle House which is an incredible motorcycle focused cafe and meeting point and hub just across the English border into Wales um, and yeah and, and look at this, we're in Wales and it's not raining Harvey what's I- going on?
1: Someone must have put a good word in today because yeah, I'm looking outside. It's not particularly miserable, no. uh, especially for a February um, afternoon. Yeah, uh, yeah, can't can't ask for much better really. No,
0: exactly, and and I'm not freezing. I've no. got, I'm not no. having to wear a jacket. It's it's yeah it's pleasant heating's on despite the energy prices so <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, a bit of topical topical there relevance to typical, for you there great. yeah anyone else that's not well anyone that's listening from uh, elsewhere in the uk so if you're listening we've got a lot of listeners in the states they might be wondering what that means but yeah we here in the uk are just about to get hammered on our energy <laughs> prices for various reasons i don't understand but there we are no we best leave that for today I yeah we'll leave let's that just talk cars <laughs> Yeah, shall we that would be so much more exciting Um, But yeah, I mean, what a beautiful place. We're surrounded here in the Monmouthshire Hills, is that right? Uh, Monmouthshire, just on
1: the edge of the Brecon Beacons outside um, Abergavenny. Uh, Yeah, we're really lucky to have the space, actually. The uh, part of the building that we work out of is, uh, I guess, purpose built for what we wanted to do. Um, building belongs to my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously share the space with a couple of other businesses and the boys at Baffle House, mm-hmm. which is great to have those guys on site with us. Um, we're obviously two separate companies, but we work like quite closely together. You know, we share units right next to each other, and it's, it's great for both of us, actually. Yes, yeah. um, or for all of us, I should say, because loads of people in and out, you know, buying coffees and things like that. Everyone's here because deep down there a bit of a petrol head or or quite obviously they're a bit of a petrol head to be that two wheels or four or even more we've had you know different yeah. things in tanks and uh, <laughs> old military vehicles coming to pay us a visit and things so yeah it's good it's, and, and, and yeah it's a, it's a great site um plenty of space to do what we want to do and on the edge of probably some of the UK's best sort of driving roads to Absolutely. enjoy for a weekend or a day out
0: yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that. I've been coming here for many, many years, or certainly over to the Breckens, the A4069 or the Black Mountain yeah. Pass is a an old, old favourite of mine. I think it's from almost as soon as I could drive. I was driving across from southwest London to go and explore this mystical foreign land known yeah. as Wales. Um, and now I only live about an hour and a half from here and it's just brilliant. So yes, you are. I, I am very envious of your, your local shakedown routes. If you've been working on a car, it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to head up to... Uh, Fishkeeper's pond or you know, yeah. one of those amazing yeah. roads up there just um yeah incredible if you are if you are yet dear listener to explore the the welsh roads then um just make sure you add that to the list now or just do it this weekend because it's it's just the best certainly recommend it yeah it's uh like you said those roads are fab and you see it from
1: sort of the amount of um if you keep your eyes peeled mm. you'll see things wrapped up uh, in prototype cladding okay, you yeah, know uh, there was uh, uh fully cladded at Range Rover uh, just driving past just yesterday mm-hmm. and you see guys hanging at the back of cars uh, filming for various tv shows and things up, yeah. up around krakow you know it's, it's uh yeah if you know what you're looking for you can see lots of different things i used to drive to work and you'd see a porsche that hasn't been released yet but it's been shot for some magazine or mm-hmm. for, for some content somewhere and yeah yeah it's 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 actually quite nice for for a sleepy sort of area of the UK. Yeah, for um, for people interested in cars and bikes and things like that,
0: we're in a really good spot, actually. Mm, Definitely, yeah. The amount of times I've watched, even looking back on like old episodes of Top Gear, they get repeated on. The repeat channels yep. like Dave and you're like, oh look, there's 4069 there, or yeah. oh that's Brecon, and you can you see it so often because yeah. and there's a reason the roads get used because they are perf- perfectly surfaced, they're all beautiful and yeah, provide an incredible backdrop with a bit of bit of everything from a testing point of view, isn't there? You can do the sweepy roads, you can do the little towns, you can do a bit of dual carriageway driving to get here. Just, it's just perfect.
1: That's it. Yeah, uh, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. The, the scenery certainly helps. Mm. Um If you want to combine. Your weekend driving with some outdoor activities as well is perfect. And, yeah. uh, we're really lucky. We seem to have loads of good restaurants scattered around this area as well. Yeah. So, yeah, anything you could want, actually, for a lovely weekend away in an old classic sports car or, yeah, to test out something a bit more modern and a bit more hairy. Yeah, it's all here,
0: really. Yeah, we're really l- lucky for that. Definitely. So, low classics. Yes. I'd be fascinated to learn we've had a quick walk around downstairs, a quick walk around your workshop in your garage and there's a couple of little examples there of cars that have just come in and some that have been in for a little while you tend to have quite a solid turnover don't you when it comes to cars coming in some of the stuff goes very quickly
1: yeah we do yeah we're we're, we're quite lucky so we don't tend or we don't try to specialize in anything Mm -hmm. and we have weeks where we might be full of classic american stuff yeah uh at the moment uh, well, certainly the last few weeks, uh, classic British stuff: MGB Roadster, mm-hmm. uh, two classic Minis, a Cooper and a Cooper S, yeah. uh, are in with us. This week seems to be Japanese week. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> just taken in a two hundred and forty Z IMSA race car, and uh, and a more modern Impreza. So yeah, we don't yeah. we don't tend to specialize in anything um, uh, if it's got four wheels and an engine then we we figure we're going to like it <laughs> yeah. and and we'll do our best on it yeah we we try we try and take all that pain and mm-hmm. effort away uh for someone selling their car so we'll deal with uh the people that might not be so serious but do want to come down and, and have a look at it mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I wouldn't say sift through because everyone's coming for a reason but yeah. um when you're selling when you're working and you know you're selling from home and things mm it can take up a lot of your time. Yeah. Uh, so we just try and take that stress away whilst doing that. Uh, we get beautiful photographs done by Richie, uh, mm-hmm. Real Rebellion. Yeah. And um, uh, we'll do videos with him as well. So we'll talk through the car and things. And we just do that little bit extra, we hope mm-hmm. people find it that way anyway, uh, to present the cars really well and give people a good experience, yeah. uh, both the the people that are selling cars through us and the people that buy
0: buy the cars from us. Perfect. Yeah, no, and I think you know, you're know you so right when it comes to selling anything, especially anything that's slightly interesting. I mean, yeah. I've experienced this multiple occasions when it comes to selling something. Okay, I've had my time with a particular car. I'll put it up for sale. And just people, I guess, is the, is the word to use when it comes to <laughs> having to deal with people and everyone's asking a number of questions. You think, oh, maybe I didn't cover that in the description. So I'll write out another paragraph of the description. Then there'll be another question. Then there'll be somebody. You know, I remember selling an MX-5 years and years and years ago for whatever reason. Uh, The person that built the car in Japan had put twin Weber 45 carburettors on it, which was amazing. It sounded incredible. I was going to say it sounded cool. Yeah, it was just the most bonkers thing ever. I can't really work out why they did it, but I didn't care because I bought it and it was great. But every phone call I had was MX5 owners going, yeah, I'm not interested in buying the car, but how did you do the conversion? Yeah. I'm like, what? No, go away. Yeah. So, yeah, any kind of alleviation of that Annoying phone call. Does it mean you have you become a master now in just sussing out within the first ten seconds if somebody's genuine or not, and you can just kind of fob them off and go, "Oh, actually, you no. Know, oh, ah, I'm looking out the window. It's gone. Sorry." <laughs> um, I wouldn't quite say
1: I'm a master at it yet. Um, uh, we're too desperate to try and earn some money. <laughs> but um, it's yeah, it's difficult. So we use a load of different avenues mm. to try and sell a car. Um, could be online auctions, uh, you know, uh, various different auction places, uh, straight through to your auto traders and, mm-hmm. and classic cars for sales and things like that. Um, eBay is a great one for yeah. people messaging you and just for a chat about the car <laughs> or the bike yeah. or um, people just critiquing it, going, mm. um, I can see something's wrong on that. It's like, "Oh Well, if you'd like to come and see it in person. Yeah. You Know we, we can show you that actually it's in fine fettle and, and, and you know it's exactly as it should be and things, and then they just go quiet. Mm. You've just had a message there just to just for someone to pick holes in it, which can be a bit frustrating, yeah. Um, and also I try and have a bit of fun with the advert write ups themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing you know, it's still trying to be professional and, and put everything in its place and give people a good overview, but uh, you know, if something that's been in a movie or you know or model of it has mm. been in a movie you know we had um uh, had an old merc sl so i i did a write-up of a uh, richard gear in american gigolo <laughs> <drive around laughs> in one. um but that got a couple of interesting responses <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah and but that i find helps sort of streamline the process you know if, if someone can read through that and sort of enjoy what we're trying to do here. Yeah. We find that that's the
0: basis for, um, for uh, you know, having a good relationship with those people, again, both buying and selling. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the luxury of selling things that are quite quirky and cool. Yeah. You know, you're not selling run-of-the-mill Mondeos and Focuses here. It's, no,
1: know. no. Sometimes I wish we were um, looking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the price of sort of, you know, everyday used cars and the way they've gone. True. Um, uh, yeah. Over the last year, that's been crazy. But no, we, yeah, we try and do quirky stuff, you know, things that we'd be interested in, you know, um, Uh, My brother and I, were both we both got different ideas about what we like about cars, Mm -hmm. um, and that, I think, uh, transfers through into the business as well. So, you know, from small minis through to big American Yank Motors and things like that.
0: Um, That all, yeah, that all shines through. So, yeah, it's good. Awesome. I'd be fascinated to know then, how did this journey start for you in the sense of what's, what's led you to now sitting here in this beautiful building, this beautiful office, selling some really special cars? Yeah, it's an interesting one, that. So um, until about uh,
1: seven days before lockdown one yeah. happened, I yeah. uh, had quite a nice cushy job as a sales manager in Cardiff for a communications company. Left all that to start the dream um, and COVID hit. Yeah. So that was a really interesting first two years for us. Uh, so that's how I came into the business. We uh, It goes back a bit further than that. So before this building was uh sort of built in the state that it is it was a lot smaller and we had scaffolding at the back with tarpaulin over it mm-hmm. uh my brother had an old porsche 944 and i had an old uh, xjr 308 the four liter v8 Loved cool. that car. yeah and um, we'd come here with not a great amount of money and we would work under this tarpaulin <laughs> on gravel <laughs> and um, uh, you go through the cars, and I think we were just making things worse on them, <laughs> as opposed to making them better. But I think that's how it sort of started for us. We, we were always into cars. Uh, yeah. Dad, Dad used to rally old classic cars and things like that, old Triumphs and MGs and things. Yeah. So we've been brought up in a household that loved cars, and so from the stage of uh, my brother and I working on those cars, uh, and us both, you know, doing doing proper jobs in the meantime, um, it's sort of. It's all stemmed from that, really. Mm-hmm. Ollie had his own business here um, be, before we started Low Classics, did really well. So it's thanks to him that we have the, the gorgeous building that we're in uh, and, and the great space. And it was always sort of Ollie's aim to, to do something more on the cars because uh, he races. And, and uh, so he'd like someone to do, do those bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And then just knowing people and uh, the circles that we've been fortunate enough to move in. Um, people have approached us uh, wanting to sell on commission for them, and that's I guess snowballed into into what's downstairs now, where we're doing sales, we're doing storage, mm-hmm. we're doing light bits of restoration work for people, um, you know, organising that work for them as well, and and just I guess as well as the sales and things, I, I guess maybe a future there would be um, uh, to be a sort of almost a sort of automotive concierge service. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that we'd sort of, you know, like to look at in the future, sourcing things for people yeah. and, uh, you know, managing, project managing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anything to do with cars, builds and or restorations and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's, yeah, it all stemmed from us really working under a tarpaulin, making things worse <laughs> and deciding that we need to do it better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did you have, it, was it quite
0: a car-centric household growing up?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, Dad's... Sort of always had interesting stuff. I mean, Oli and I, when we were very young, uh, grew up uh, in the back of an ex-Jess. Nice. Uh, which we quickly outgrew. I barely remember the thing myself. <laughs> um, but anyone who knows them knows there's no legroom in the no. back. So for a family of four, pointless. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Dad had sort of odd trophies around. He used to um, yeah, rally sort of back in the 70s, um, TR6s, minis and stuff like that. as an amateur nice. thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, he always did quite. Uh, and so it was, yeah, it was always quite car-centric. Yeah. Um, even Mum, you know, uh, even now at 70-plus uh, years old, she... Drives a Merc convertible still with the roof down, and uh, in, in, enjoying that. So, brilliant. yeah, it, yeah, always has been. Yeah, always has been.
0: The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. Amazing, that's brilliant. So let's work through some of the the current stock, and I'm really glad that we're recording this only a few days before it goes out because, as we mentioned before, we hit the record button. That sometimes there's a bit of a delay between the recording date and the and the go date. Um, so we can actually talk about your current stock, we and can. chances Great. are. Providing the listeners are with us in that first week, it's probably still there, so they can actually go on the website and have a look at it. So it'd be really yeah. cool to to hear about what you've got. I I have to start with that Datsun, because walking into that show or your, your workshop and seeing the Datsun there, it looks incredible. So it's got some presence, hasn't it? it? Oh God, it really does. It really does. So yeah. this is a, you say it was built in 72? It was
1: built straight out of the showroom in California wow. in 1971. Uh-huh. Um, so much provenance with it it's unreal um, and it's, it's sort of changed in its look a little bit throughout the years uh, it's wearing big wide arches now and mm-hmm. sort of uh, it would be an IMSA style car mm-hmm. um, raced during the 70s uh, you know all around America there's pictures of it on the corkscrew at Laguna Seca and and, wow. and around, um around uh, Road Atlanta yeah. and things Uh it's great stacks of stuff with it and uh, yeah it's a very very cool thing and um, like you said it's so much presence um uh, that straight six fires up straight away mm. on um uh, on the carbs you know so it yeah. sounds awesome yeah. not over endowed with power so it's still a beautiful thing to sort of uh, to to be able to take out on track and things and yeah and um, really well put together loads of spares that come with it <laughs> My thinking, I'd, I think it'd make a really good like hill climb or sprint car, actually. Yeah. Because it's yeah. lightweight. There's not loads of power on it. Mm. Um. Yeah. It'd be really good fun. But again, eligible for classic series and stuff, mm-hmm. and not, you know, not crazy money to actually to to actually get into that.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. we were saying, weren't we, if it was a same era, same eligibility, and you know, various other, if it were going into similar series, but it happened to be a Porsche 911. Yeah. We'd be talking. A lot of pounds. You're really. talking almost four times as much as, yeah. as, as what it's worth.
1: Yeah. So it's a, and, and it's something a bit different. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. 911s are popular for a reason. They're fantastic. Of course. But yeah, it's something a bit different. That straight six sounds wonderful. It looks great with that classic sort of 70s styling, like we were discussing earlier, mm-hmm. somewhere between sort of um, the European sports car and E-Type um, or uh, with the presence of maybe more of an American muscle car. It's, it's Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. Great yeah. thing.
0: And yeah. remind me. So, what's the what's the price on that one at the moment? Sorry, uh, um,
1: she'll be going on the website early next week for about fifty thousand pound, which again Amazing. feels to me like a really good value way I into think so. classic racing.
0: Yeah, yes. exactly. And as you say, you know, whilst it isn't a nine eleven. It yeah. is a hell of a lot cheaper, but also, isn't there something really special about just being something, having something a bit different? Yeah. You know, not being another 911 that turns up or...
1: Yeah, I mean, on the grids, I mean, um, it'll be competitive with everything mm. else out there. Um, it's put together, really you know, like we said, really, really well. Um, set up beautifully. Starts yeah. on the button for an old, yeah. lumpy you know, race-engined
0: classic car, it's
1: it's, it's fantastic, really usable. <laughs> Japanese build quality, I guess, or reliability.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. You look at the similar cars that were rolling out of UK factories in the 70s and not, not, not so many left. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no we, we weren't particularly good uh, during the 70s at, um, cons- making cars for a rainy market considering they were all built in the rainy market that they were destined for. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess that's what makes a lot of the British
0: stuff quite... Um, Quite special as well, though. Is, um, it's, it's having seen it survived. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then at the other end of the spectrum, so a car that you picked up just yesterday is a rather lovely Hawkeye Impreza. Yeah, Hawkeye Impreza, two thousand and uh,
1: five. So yeah, it's lovely, not been messed with mm. um, as it left the factory. So it's a bit of a mouthful. This it's Subaru Impreza WRX STI Type UK. PPP <laughs> um, with and um, with the name out of the way, I mean they're just I, the PPP is the Pro Drive sort of performance goodies on it with yeah. the full stainless exhaust and it's it's lovely. It's not crazy huge power, mm. you know that um, that more and more you sort of struggle to use on the road, but grips like a limpet um, and yeah. goes incredibly well. That box of flat four engine sounds like nothing else, yeah, um, which I love. I love that that Subaru sort of that that burble that that warble that they have is great. And a really nicely looked after, not messed with the car, 60,000 miles on the clock, serviced well. And again, original. I, I, mm. I think that's where a lot of the value lies is that um, there's something that's left the factory, if it's not been messed around with, there's a road car, you know, yeah, not talking course. race cars. Um, I think that's, yeah, it's, it's a lovely
0: thing and, and a hell of a lot of car for £16,000. Yeah yeah well absolutely and it's one that i think is it's one of these cars that seems to be skyrocketing in value i think it's a it's a great investment i agree do you do you try to try and find cars that you think will be great investment purchases or is there ever a time where somebody will phone up and say i've got a insert car here where you might say "Ah, "Do you know what maybe we're not the best guys for that one
1: yeah yeah certainly we're always sort of open and honest um uh It's difficult because obviously if we're doing a service on behalf of someone, Mm -hmm. um, we want to do right by them. So if we don't think we're the right people for the market, um, Mm -hmm. then then we'll happily tell someone. Yeah. Um, uh, It's not always, I mean, certainly I know I've never bought a car that's been deemed an investment piece. I I buy things with my heart and just jump in and, uh, you know, you get rid of it for the next thing because you need the money. And and yeah. and you look back and go, God, that 106 rally I had, I could have yeah. made really good money on that. Yeah. But you don't think about it at the time. But yeah, for, I mean, a lot of the things we have do go up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think are still climbing. Um, we do quite a good trade in old Series Land Rovers.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, can't get enough of them because they mm-hmm. always go really quickly and still steadily climbing in value from what we can see. Yeah. You know, people love them. Um, you know, it's it's a an icon yeah. isn't it so um, are we I talking, yeah, talking about p38 anything? era uh, no thinking i'm um, sort of uh, you know series 2 series 3 oh, um, yeah stadium. yeah yeah 90s yeah. 88s and things like that yeah. defenders as well you yeah. know again the the old style defender still commands um still commands really good money mm. um and uh yeah so so that 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 for us those kind of things we still see those as investment pieces mm. um Attainable things, I think, is yes. is where the um, where you can see investments now. Mm-hmm. Um, modern classics, uh, one hundred six GTIs, three hundred six GTI sixes, mm-hmm. um, even Saxos and things. You know, climbing yeah. in value. Yeah. Uh, where at one stage, you know, they it was a grand for a nice uh, one hundred six. or for yeah. if you were a usable one hundred six GTI. Um, now a good one is you know easily five figures. Yeah. So I think that's where the things are. Where your big money ones, your E types, your classic. Mm-hmm. Um classic nine elevens and things, mm-hmm. I I think um maybe the ship has sailed on those things. But
0: oh, that's um,
1: fi- finding a Mark One or Two Escort that's really nice. Yeah. I think that yeah, you know, you, you can you can get still get good investments out of those. But a lot of the people we sell to don't don't really look at it for that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people have come into us and say, I've always promised myself one of these and mm-hmm. this is the time that I'm making it happen. And I think because we sell sort of enthusiast cars to enthusiasts um yeah. a lot of the time the investment side of things goes out the window mm. um and people are buying them to use and to enjoy and maybe if they earn a bit of money over the next 5 years they'd be quite happy with that but yeah um a lot of people we
0: sell things to they you know um, they're already planning a trip to France in it or something like nice. that. To, yeah, to get away. And that's always the go-to advice, I think, isn't it? When it comes to buying a classic car as an investment, yes, it is possible to earn money from classic cars, but the primary reason for that purchase should be because you really want that car, not because you want to earn money from that car.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, um, buy it because it's something that you want and you keep. I mean, for me, uh, you see it all the time. Uh, you know, people will buy a brand new GT three, yeah, and mothball it. And yeah, that completely breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, good, you know, good, good on them for having the means to do it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I like to see things being driven. Um, you yeah. know, I, 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 I myself uh, uh, don't have garage queens. All mm-hmm. the cars I drive, I, I use yep. often, um, and I think cars enjoy that as well, especially classics. Completely using things is good for them um, and so you know maybe I'm not the best person to talk to about <laughs> investment pieces because I'll say no just get out and drive it and enjoy it but yeah you're absolutely right the best advice is just enjoy it and if you do earn on it fantastic mm. otherwise you know you've you've spent the money on experiences
0: yeah completely completely yeah. so let's talk about you mentioned the 911 thing and this is something I always like to bring up with people that when we're talking about car values and things like that. Yeah. So you think the ship might have sailed, or it might be evening out? Because I've been fascinated by the whole 911 thing for for ages and ages. I mean, I, I still have fond memories of, yeah, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. A Carrera 2 996 was three grand. Yeah. Easily. You know, you could get, it might be a bit of a tatty one, but you could get one for less than £5,000 yeah. quite easily. Now, a bog-standard Carrera 2 that's probably got a bit of corrosion and maybe hasn't had the IMS sensors that uh, haven't done the, the bearings done. done. Yeah. Uh, they're suddenly 20 grand. And you think, what on earth is going on here? Now for ages I've thought, you know, I can always see the, the appreciating value in anything RS related or absolutely GT3 yeah, yeah. 231 yeah. related. I get that. But when it comes to just a, a standard 911 as brilliant as they are, I've owned one and I love them. I, I'm a huge nine eleven fan. I I just never really been able to work out why they have skyrocketed so much. What's um, your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, like you said, you know, they, they
1: have shot up in value, and, and I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll continue to rise. Mm. Um, those stratospheric sort of rises that people have seen and earned good money on them and things, I, I think that might be over. Mm. In terms of, you know, actually sort of, yeah, I've earned 20 grand on this. Yeah. I think that'll take a long time for people to earn that now. Mm. You know, people may be shouting at the, shouting at the speaker now uh, <laughs> uh, saying I'm completely wrong. But I feel that, yeah, those things are sort of slowing down a little bit. The big ticket items, I think, are slowing down a bit. Mm. Um, but the 911s, oh, they're, they're so complete, aren't they? yeah And I think um, you can buy one to either enjoy on a weekend or use it daily. Um, and I think that's where the joy of a 911 lies. Um, there's, you know, the engineering on them is, is fantastic, mm. you know, bloody minded engineering, if you, yeah, if you think true, about it, true. but, um, yeah. but yeah, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, we, we've, we, we've had, uh, the, the good fortune to sort of be quite close to a number of different Porsches and things, mm. uh, 992s and, and and things, you know, really recent ones and they're a fantastic package. So I, I think that's where sort of the value lies in them. Yeah. Um, yeah and sort of the they've got a good reputation for reliability you know they mm. they've got great pr around that haven't they um Definitely. which makes them usable so yeah i think that's where they've come from uh price wise and and why that standard sort of mm. thing has shot up in value will it continue yeah to an extent i'm sure mm. um but i think those rises will slow will they plateau at some point yeah maybe mm. maybe i think the um I, i've noticed that uh, I feel that I've noticed that E types, you know, where, yeah. where they were six figures plus plus, mm-hmm. you starting to find some on the market now that aren't six figures plus. So are they sort of are they sort of plateauing or or slightly yeah. Um, readjusting? Yeah. Whereas
0: again, as we said, the attainable stuff is is still going up in value. Yeah. Mm. It's been an interesting past couple of years, hasn't it? I mean, it must have been fascinating starting a ultimately this latest chapter for your business right at the beginning of lockdown. And there'll be a lot of people listening, I'm sure, that can probably either relate to it or certainly will have been running businesses for a short time and then suddenly they've noticed a, a real big hit. Yeah. Do you think COVID, aside from affecting the working, the everyday life of people working, do you think that that's paid quite an interesting way when it comes to the value of certain classic cars as well? Because suddenly there were a lot of people that were going out, surprisingly to me and actually buying stuff and I thought what the hell there was stuff coming up for sale that perhaps you wouldn't have seen I get that perhaps because of course maybe there were some people desperate for a bit of cash but for people actually going out and buying cars I was really surprised because a lot of stuff actually shot up in value didn't it did you find it a good thing or a bad thing for you guys
1: Um, it's a really good question Um, we're still here so I guess it was a good thing Yeah, uh, which is I guess the sort of most honest way of looking about it but yeah, it was an interesting time to start. I um, would I change it? Yeah, God, it would be nice to sort of um, uh, to have made life a bit easier for ourselves mm. when starting it. But at the same time, yeah, like you said, prices seemed to rise. There were really interesting things coming in the marketplace. Mm. It didn't feel to slow. Um, we're dealing in secondhand and classic cars and things, so mm. it didn't feel to slow down too much. Yeah, you know, the heavy lockdowns did stop people, you know, obviously coming to see us mm. and 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 did stop that, but. Like you said, maybe yeah, it's it was a it was sort of a mashup between some people needing to get rid, mm. life's changing, you, you know, for whatever reason that may be, not just COVID. Um, I, th- I think COVID made people sort of reassess their personal lives, yeah, you know, um, and we've seen people making exoduses to to the countryside and things. So maybe mm. cars were going True. to help fund that. Um, but yeah, on the flip side there seem to be a lot of people interested in getting that car that they've mm. always wanted. Again, maybe that's COVID and people reassessing and going, well, you know, I've paid the mortgage off. It's time for yeah. me to, to, to get that little sports car that I've always wanted. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, It, yeah, it, it hasn't been a bad thing. I, I, I'm going to look at it positively yeah. and, and yeah, I'd, I'd say it's not been a bad thing for us as a, as a business, you know, we're doing quite
0: well and, 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 yeah, still here. Still here, dude. <laughs> did you uh, did you spot any or, or suspect any perhaps um purchases helped by maybe a loan from Boris or Rishi? Well, that was yeah, I mean that was one thing. <laughs> Obviously, as a
1: new business, yeah. um eligible for nothing. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> like that. Ourselves. So um yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm upset I didn't get a loan that I could have bought a new car with. <laughs> uh, um or a t- or or a rebate on the on my um, you know, all my business rates and things but yeah it's uh, yeah they, 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 there's no i mean there's no denying that I, I think there were a few people out there that, oh, th- God, that yeah. were using that yeah. um to put a car into their business or something yeah. um uh, yeah d- i guess if you can make it work for you uh, yeah wh- why not
0: yeah i definitely have <laughs> Good a few on, friends <laughs> i won't mention any names but i have a few friends who no, that no went certainly bought not. some rather exciting uh, attainable classics shall we say and attainable. some still have them and some still don't yes. uh, but yeah no it's um yeah i just yeah i found that quite a fascinating thing yeah. here's <laughs> here's a loan to keep your business afloat and oh you've got yeah. bought an old jag yeah great or a camper van okay ca- <laughs> <laughs> yeah which are all now worth a million pounds yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as I staycations yeah we, we've actually we, we've actually
1: um put through a couple of camper vans not something that we tend to do no, but no. Again, last year and things, they actually went quite well because people, yeah, you know, weren't going abroad and and
0: T5s and things like that. Oh, yeah. God. people yeah.
1: just just lap them up. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. These camper conversion companies that you know, I've got a few friends that work in and around that industry, and they say, you, they just there aren't enough days in the week because there are so many people after them right now. That's interesting. I wonder yeah, what I will imagine. happen with them long term? Yeah, you know, once the world starts revolving and can, it becomes even easier to go on go abroad and go on holiday and things. I wonder if there'll be a few. Uh, good deals to be done with the camper vans coming up for sale or if yeah, to stick around it's yeah yeah interesting it, one that is an interesting one yeah um, do you have any cars specifically that you really really hope the phone rings one day that somebody's saying I've got a car and that's the one that's going to kind of make you do a little dance on the spot oh that's that's
1: a good question I, I guess it's probably two things that I'd really like to get in here mm-hmm. um I'm a TV nut myself mm. Uh so a Cigaris would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh because, you know, it's sort of peak mad TVR, isn't it? Yeah. Uh which would be great. And a serber as well. I love the serber. Oh, that's yeah, all yeah. that's on the wish list for me. I'd love a four and a half litre serber myself. Um so it'd probably be difficult actually if someone rang up with with one of those. Um for me <laughs> not to try and, you know, sell a yeah. kidney and,
0: <laughs> and get it myself.
1: Um and the other things, uh, this probably says quite a lot about me, Citroën DS. Okay,
0: yes. I've got a lot of time for a DS. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would love, um, I just love them. The mm. design, um, you know, the the just French cool of it. <laughs> I'd love to get one in. We, we've not had one in, um, uh, but I drool over them every time I see them. Mm. And I, That would be something, you know, that would be a real heart and soul effort to sell that because I just love them inside out. Um, so, yeah. 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 It's about. I mean, you know, I'd love it if someone turned up with an F forty and asked us to sell that. Yeah. But um, but I really like all the quirky sort of old things. Um, uh, I, I it probably says a lot more about me. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be many people listening
0: should. that are going to be nodding along. And yeah, yeah, I yeah, hope absolutely. so. You're right. Yeah. Have you had that that circumstance so far where something's come into sell and you've gone, "Ooh, actually, I I wouldn't mind keeping that."
1: Uh yes. Yeah. Um it um, last year or the year before? Uh, had a Noble. Um, oh, you remember that? Yeah, that. the Silver Noble. I yeah. um, oh, forget the name. It's, it's a lot like the Impressor with lots of numbers and letters. M12 GTO 3R. Sounds about right. Um, that thing was fantastic. And, it, mm. and I was looking at that. I mean, it's a plastic British sports car, yeah. so I'm all over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what an absolute peach of a sports car that mm. was and and that was something i was looking at it and um, just going how can i make this happen for myself mm. um because you looked- did a lot of work to that car as well didn't you wasn't there suspension work and <laughs> we did yeah so um so yeah we we did um we did quite a few bits to that not because there was anything really um, bad on it mm. it'd been quite well looked after and serviced and things but she was showing her age a bit yeah so um little things just you know uh, touching up some of the cross members and things, new yeah. carpets in it and stuff like that. Nice. Um, uh, and as we were doing that, and I was getting to know that car, I was just, that is, some again, something that's probably on the wish list some, somewhere down there. Um, an absolute missile, like a low-flying weapon of a car. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and I've got to say, um, the owner took me out in it uh, just before we sold it, and I've never been in something that seems so purposeful. Really? Um, Wow. uh, You know, again, we're really lucky we get to drive all sorts of different powerful mad things with 600, 700 brake horsepower. Yeah. Um, As a car to go from point to point on a dry sunny day, you know, Mm. not talking about four-wheel drive
0: sort of monster things. um, I can't think of anything better or quicker. Wonderful car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And are you fairly hands-on then when it comes to the cars coming in? Do you like to get stuck in or do you leave that to other people?
1: Um, We tend to leave that to other people. Um, you know people with more knowledge than ourselves yeah. I guess mechanically um, I'll work on my own stuff I'll quite happily roll mm. my sleeves up and, and work on my own own, own things um, but I'm always down there and I'm always interested and I'm always sort of yeah mm-hmm. uh, I'll certainly help because I, I do enjoy that and I'm a very much an amateur mechanic but um yeah i quite enjoy getting getting my sleeves rolled up and, and working on things but um if it's a customer's car usually under the watchful eye of, of, of someone who knows better
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i completely appreciate that it's always nice to have an understanding of how something works yeah. or, or why something's as good as it feels which yeah. i think is a common one with certain sports cars you know you get into certain things that you don't expect to be as good as they are and yeah. you go out and you think oh, Hell, why is this thing so good? And you have a look at the underpinnings and you think, Oh, right, this is a really properly engineered yeah. thing. Yeah, this is a purposefully built thing.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, that that noble, yeah, yeah. purposely built, um, purposefully built, I should even say. Um, basically, a track car, but worked so well on the road, um, wasn't too stiff. Mm. Uh, which I think helps on UK roads no end. I think that's why old French hot hot hatches were so good. Completely. Because they were soft and you could continue powering through. Yeah. Um, the Noble was the same. It wasn't, you know, oversprung. It wasn't over damped. It was just right. And never have I been in a car, again, when the customer took me out, where you could feel aero working. Mm-hmm. Um, which blew me away because it had that huge wing on the back, yeah. and and you felt it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, it's nice to be able to again. I'm, I'm certainly no Lewis Hamilton or anything, but it's nice to be able to understand that and appreciate. Yeah, the engineering that's gone into it. Yeah.
0: yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And anything that's come in, I guess you, <laughs> maybe you have to be careful how you set how you answer this one <laughs> because you don't want to upset any of your clients or, or potential clients. But are there are there certain cars that come in you are just not, not excited by? Don't do anything for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, there are certain things. I mean, again, I'm I I guess I'm an old school sort of British mm. kind of car lover. Um, so uh, you know, plastic British sports cars with dubious build quality all over it. <laughs> I, Which I, anyone I, else would be thinking, yeah, no way, I'm yeah, not touching that. No, exactly, yeah, that kind of thing. But actually, <laughs> again, use stuff and and, yeah. and it enjoys it and 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 you know, look after things and they'll look after you. But so I love stuff like that. Old Land Rovers, again. Mm. Love, love that. I've we, we had an old, uh, we had a soft top uh, series two A in not long ago, and I was again trying to work out how can I take this home with me. <laughs> um, so love stuff like that. Other things, um, oh, it's, a, it's a really good question. Anything that I've not really um loved. I mean, my brother loves minis. Yes, loves minis. Um, i I've never. I guess I've never seen quite the appeal that he's. Mm. That he's seen in them, I, I get you know again wonderfully engineered car, mm. genius. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess that could be one thing that doesn't float my boat as much as other things that we get in. Um, maybe they're
0: just not weird enough and just yeah. work too well for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying, weren't we earlier about because Ollie has got he's got his racing Mini. know yeah. You've got that other beautiful Cooper S down there as well, the South African. The South African Cooper, Cooper S. S. Gorgeous thing, and I
1: again, you know, I'm saying they don't float my boat or, uh, as, as much as other things, but what a wicked little car! Yeah, yeah. South African um, market cars were slightly different, so they had Mark One doors with the cool outside hinges, uh-huh. but roll down windows. Yeah. Um, so you don't have the stupid sliding window that you can't get your elbow out of, course, of. and yeah. um, so really, actually, quite an enjoyable, usable car. Yeah. Um, specific interior with lovely green leather bucket seats. Again, for the South African market, I think it was mm. tax reasons they sold them in knockdown kits. Really. And so a load of bits had to be produced in South Africa for them, so huh. so as not to get taxed as an imported vehicle. And yeah, it's come back into the country. So yeah, coupe, 1968 Cooper S, wow. and less than thirty thousand miles on the clock. It's um isn't it, it is it is it, you know because that, that that was a car that was used yeah, um yeah. It, it it's not i wouldn't call it a garage queen but the mileage on it mm. belies the fact that actually it's been used um uh yeah yeah it's it's yeah, fun, fun, fantastic little thing that. Mm. Yeah.
0: And is there much to be saved in the in it being a, an import? Because it's still right-hand drive, isn't it?
1: Still right-hand drive. Um, still, you know, a good coupe S twelve engine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a previous owner has put, uh, you know, a slightly naughtier cam in it, so it, mm-hmm. it goes really well. But yeah, because it's not a UK car, um, because it's sort of somewhere between being a South African car, it's somewhere between a Mark One and a Mark Two. You. so it's um got mark one bits on it like the grill and the doors mm-hmm. but then the lights are mark two lights mm-hmm. um but that's as it left the factory in south africa so yeah there is a bit to be saved on that you know i, I mean that's um 27 and a pound mm-hmm. as a list price whereas if it was a mark one you know or a 1968 uh cooper s from the uk yeah i think you could quite easily command sort of 35K for something in the same lovely condition that that is, yeah.
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends
0: to their outdoor collection. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's another one isn't it that's just shocked the world because again, you know, I think back 10 15 years ago even a Cooper S, you know, really really nice Cooper S was the best of the best I think we're commanding maybe 10 grand yeah. and it was like, "God, that's an expensive thing." And now you look back and think, "Oh, okay."
1: Yeah, again, I think that's where yeah. that attainable thing comes yeah, from, you yeah. know.
0: Um, minis
1: I think they're somewhere in someone's family. Um, always. Someone's had one, Mum had one, Dad yep. had one, I learned to drive him one, yep. or so on so on and so forth. You know, I think uh, so everyone looks at a mini um quite you know, with quite a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. And I think that's helped drive prices on them. And again, the packaging on them is great, they're a giant slayer still. Mm. Um, and I think things like Goodwood, you know, watching them battle it out against yeah, Cortinas and Yeah. Yeah, the and, Ford Galaxy, yeah, the looks, Ford like Galaxy. Land,
0: looks like an aircraft. <laughs> <trailer>. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was and just to like that. B, going around the outside of yeah.
1: it. Yeah, you know, the guys like Swifty and Endaf Owens and things, you mm. know, sliding down the inside of that huge galaxy. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. And who's not sat at home um, <laughs> as, as a British person going, go on, exactly. get him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. So I think that's, yeah, that's really helped. And, and I think I, I don't see them particularly slowing down anytime soon, mm. minis, especially really good ones uh, like that. You know, um, anything with a bit of history and a bit of provenance, I think, yeah,
0: minis have... Uh, I think they'll continue to sort of keep keep climbing, yeah. Mm. So let's focus on... Because I'm sure we'll have a lot of people listening, some that aspire to own a classic car and some that already do. Is there a secret or an essential list of elements when it comes to either looking to buy or or currently owning a classic car that might be appreciating value? Yep. And again, we're not focusing on go and buy this because it's going to make you money. Yeah. But is there a good... A good list of things to look out for when it comes to buying a classic car. To think, right, it's it's good to know it's got this, 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 and this, and this. And are there any other tips on the other side of things that you might be able to spot or look out for that should result in you avoiding buying a classic car?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I wish I sometimes I wish I'd take my own advice on things like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think first and foremost, um, do you want it? Mm-hmm. Is it something that you're going to love? Then buy it. You know, I I, th- I think that, that, that that's a really good start. Um, so as you don't get caught out, yeah, there are things you can look for. I mean, uh, going back to what we said about British cars in the seventies and Italian yeah. Italian cars in the seventies. Yeah. I mean, sorry guys, but um, it, it is a sad fact of life. Um, they turn to dust before mm-hmm. you know in front of you. So uh, condition of things like that, you know, get get it on a ramp. Mm-hmm. and spend your time. I mean, that's something I'm quite keen to do with people here. We have a ramp downstairs, and I want people to look it over. Um, if you're not entirely sure, get an inspection. Mm. Um, it's a 100 quid that could save you thousands. Yeah. Um, so I think getting underneath something um, with a torch, that's really key. Um, and then you go into the realms of sort of paperwork and things like that. Um, history, I mean, I don't, I don't tend to look too much at mileage. Mm-hmm. Um, if something's been used and looked after yep. um, then i think seeing the work that's been done on it seeing the fact that it's been used mm-hmm. you know something that's 20 years old but has only done 5000 miles you then got to think about sort of recommissioning it mm.
0: um, or sills and things like sills
1: that sills and okay. things like that you know yeah. where has it been kept how has mm-hmm. it been looked after yeah. or has it been in the garage for 6 months of the year every year you don't mm. you know you don't know you don't know and 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 it's not to say that they have been you know it could be a peach sure. but um, uh, but paperwork is key. Uh, looking for something that was owned by an enthusiast, mm. you know, knowing something about the previous owner and things, and having a chat with them again, which we, you know, we're, we're always happy to do that. And we're selling cars on behalf of enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. It's nothing more than people love to come in and have a coffee and chat, wax lyrical yeah. about about their pride and joy. Um, so I think that's quite key. Um, things to walk away from. That's an, that's a, that's mm. an interesting one um uh again different cars have the different quirks and things you know you would be looking for an IMS bearing to be done yeah. on on a Porsche or um you know uh if it's an M3 you'd be looking at, uh, at, at the rod yeah boot floors yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah um well, subframes and things like that rod bearings say, yeah. 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 yeah um so it's when you start to look at things like that mm-hmm. um if you know that about the car and you're expecting to see that done, you know, is there a reason why not? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's been warmed up properly in the case of an M3. Yeah. If it's been looked after and actually treated well, then you might not need those rod bearings sure. done. Um, other things like, uh, and I know people say, and I know there's a reason for it, but um, cheap tyres or mismatched tyres yeah. and things. Yeah. And I, 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 Maybe that's a bit old school of me, but um, you see some things and you say, well, if, Something as important as a tyre on an enthusiast's car Mm -hmm. hasn't perhaps been as looked after as well as it should have been. Where else are you going to start? So that's that's you know you start looking at that, and um, and pull the carpets up and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Always pull the carpets up because um, (laughs) uh, you know you 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 could any any garage that's selling to you you know if if they don't. We'll let people do that, you know. Yeah, of course. Nothing nothing to hide, and and we're selling classic cars, so it might not be perfect under there, but is it good enough? I always think that's quite a good rule pull the carpets up. Yeah,
0: definitely, especially if you're buying something old, old British (laughs) or Italian. Yeah. I I don't know if it's a sore subject, but I have to bring it up. And it's that lovely um, Lancia Fulva that you had, Fulvia, that you had. And there is quite a good. Quite a good story with that having some rust issues, isn't there? If you're happy to share, was it involving possibly the floor needing to be?
1: Yeah, replaced? yeah. Um, lovely Lancia Fulvia. I mean, I for me, the Fulvia, I, I feel it's a slightly better car than the Julia. Uh huh. Um, to drive, uh, more grunt in the Julia and things. Uh, you know, yeah, and they're yeah. wicked and they're beautiful, but I think just a slightly sweeter car, maybe. Yeah. Um, again, people are probably screaming at me saying, "No, you're wrong," <laughs> but I. I, I think so, but yeah, um, ex-Italian car, I think it came in um, uh, 10 years ago, <laughs> so maybe less, maybe less mm-hmm. to the UK, uh, but yeah, um, uh, bodywork is pretty good on it, but you start peeling things away, yeah. and um, again, you're saying, wish well, we should take our own advice on these things, <laughs> um, four and a half grand's worth of new floors <laughs> <laughs> on, on, I think, um, a purchase <laughs> that was probably about 13,000 pounds. Wow. Blaming my brother for that one because he
0: bought that. <laughs> <laughs> if in doubt, blame Ollie.
1: Yeah, but we still got it, and actually, you know, we've—it's uh, a good thing. We took it to a great specialist who put original, you know, the, the proper floor plans back in it, um, and did a wonderful job on it. So it's, yeah, it's a big bill, but it was money well spent, and that's yeah. you know that's one of ours. That's one Perfect. of our cars that's not up for sale. It's. Um, uh, it is, it, we do hire it out because it's just a lovely weekend car. It's one of those things that people just wave at you, yeah, in it because you're in it for no other reason than you're just driving it. People wave at you and smile and, and uh, uh, let you out of junctions and
0: things, yeah, that's so true. I've, I've had the, the pleasure of driving that lovely car because so yeah. we did a little film with it, um, probably nearly a year ago now, yeah, but um, yeah, it is a wonderful little thing. There is something very, very quirky about classic Italian cars, you know, in, in Various elements of the driving position being one of them. I tend to, I've driven a few. It's the same with alphas. The amount of classic alphas that I've driven. And you're either, either your legs are in the perfect position or your arms are in the perfect position, but never both. No. You're either legs are outstretched, which means you're kind of having to lean forward, a hunch forward to get the wheel. Or you're at the point where the wheel's in a nice position and your knees are on your ears because you've kind of got to fit in. I don't know what the Italian demographic was in the 1970s when it came to true drivers wanting their cars, but they either had really long arms or really long legs and not the other. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, um,
1: uh, what's nice about that is there's loads of space in the full view, but yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, I, I guess we're, maybe we're spoilt with modern cars and, oh, and uh, steering wheels going in and out and yeah. up and down and, yeah. and things. But yeah, there's, uh, there's an odd thing. I mean, we, we've uh, got the pleasure of a Maserati Ghibli Mm. Um, again, w- one of our cars actually that was bought as a heart purchase. Yeah. Um, uh, but that has a fun driving position in it, <laughs> with exactly as you said. You know, wow. if 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 you get it right, your your knees are around your ears, <laughs> and your arms are stretched out completely straight. But um, yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's part of the fun of it, I think. Oh, that's it. It's all completely <laughs> forgivable, isn't yeah. it? Because if you've driven one before, or like the first time you get in it, you think, oh, God, what's this? And then you yeah. you drive it a bit and go, ah, doesn't matter. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. And then that second time you visit an Italian car of that era, you get in and you go, ha, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Time to drive in a really weird position, but yeah. it's going to be brilliant.
1: Yeah, that's it. I think you need the quirks. Yeah. Um, it gives stuff personality, doesn't it? Oh, completely. Yeah. completely. Imagine
0: something that's really easy to live with and,
1: you, you know, you're on a road trip and, and you're not saying, what's that smell? What's that noise? There's no yeah. fun in that.
0: Yeah. Why's well, <laughs> that needle suddenly got into the red? <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it supposed to do that? Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, yeah, that is the joy of classic cars, isn't it? And, yeah. I, and there, there are so many people that I think aspire to the idea of a classic car, but there's so many things like that that put them off. But the, ultimately, it's always, almost always stuff that can be quite easily repaired or there's something you can tinker with that will stop it from doing that quirky thing again. Yeah. And that's the joy of it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's that... that relationship you build up a relationship with a car when it needs constant fettling and it's, it's a living really breathing thing big. yeah it is yeah it is yeah. agreed yeah it absolutely is so classic cars definitely are the preference there's no yeah. secret there what's the limit if if somebody phoned up and said oh i've got a 2018 m3 or m4 would you be up for selling that um yeah we
1: would yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's an enthusiast car. So I mean, maybe we do ourselves a disservice by calling ourselves low classics, but I guess mm. you could argue, you know, a modern M, M4, M5, 5 yep. c C63 is a modern classic. It absolutely. And certainly will be. It's going to be a classic, um, yeah. Yeah, some, again, some amazing engineering um, mm. that have gone into these things, and we can all appreciate that. So, yeah, no, we would. I mean, we've sold um, modern Ferraris and, and Aston Martins and things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, again, we don't try to specialise in anything. But so, what would the limit be? I mean, yeah, we've. It sounds a bit, sounds a bit mean, but I guess if it's an enthusiast um sort of style car, then mm. then yeah, we we'd be up for giving it a go.
0: Cool. And when it comes to people bringing a car to you, is your preference that the car is ready to go, i.e., paint's good, engine work is good? Because I know you did. A, we mentioned the Noble, didn't we? Did a bit yeah. of work to that. Yeah. If somebody was to turn up with a car, perhaps a car they've owned for many years, it's been their passion project, but life gets in the way, families, house moves, businesses can be good or bad, Mm. and sometimes something needs to go, but it's not quite up to scratch. Are you ever willing to take on a bit of restoration work and factor that into the sale price, or would you rather just get stuff that's ready to go? Uh, No, certainly. I mean,
1: I guess we're, um, uh, in that instance, we're we're guided by the client, the, Mm. the owner, um, if they have the time to allow us to do that, then yeah, great. Because mm-hmm. um, it's nice to produce nice stock sure. uh, and and you know produce things that, that people are proud of. But at the same time, you know, if if it's if their circumstances detect, dictate dictate uh, a quicker sale, mm-hmm. then yeah, you will let something go as is, as long as it's honest. I yeah. think is is the main thing. Um, you know, yeah, the paintwork is is faded, mm. the lacquer's peeling, and things. At least it's honest about it. Yeah. Um. As long as nothing's hidden, I think that's th- that's where you know problems arise, is if yeah. th- things aren't aren't what they seem. If it's tatty but loved and well used, then there's nothing wrong with that. No, it, that's you, right. you know it, that can end up with a buyer getting a bargainer's car that actually they can go out and enjoy straight away without worrying about it. Yeah. Um. But um. But, yeah, on the other side, yeah, it's nice to produce lovely stock that, you know, shines like a new pin.
0: Mm, Definitely. And we've not mentioned the other side of the business, which is the fact that you can come here and see some lovely cars and drive some lovely cars without buying them. You can, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we do undertake sort of the odd bit of um, rental work. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Fulvia, as you said, being one of them. Um, we also have uh, a, a Mini Seven racer that um, can be available for sort of race weekends and things yeah. like that, and, yeah. and other bits and pieces. So yeah, um, it's 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 a nice way. It's certainly not a huge part of what we do, no. but it's nice if you know, again, a weekend away in the Bracken mm. Beacons yeah. in a little old you know soft top sports car. Yeah, it's 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 a nice way. It's a nice thing to be able to do, and you get people coming back and they're beaming. They've had a great yeah. day out with. You know, we had one lad um, come in and take the Fulvia away with his dad, mm. and they had a fantastic couple of days. Yeah. Um, because you know they're both you know grown-up guys, they're working and mm-hmm. and 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 things like that. But the father and son have gone out for a road trip weekend and nice. Um, yeah, I guess almost in a way, sort of reconnected, um, lovely, because yeah. life, as you said, gets in the way. It does. Um, and so it's that's actually quite a nice thing, or mm. taking someone you know uh, in, in in a Bentley to to a wedding, yeah, and you, and you get to be part of someone's special day, yeah. Again, it's, it's quite lovely. You see the nerves of everyone in the back of the car be, before you drop them off and, and things. So, yeah, it's not a huge part of what we do, but it's but it's it's a mm. nice part. Yeah, yeah,
0: I really like that idea actually. Yeah, spending it's such a lovely alternative weekend away isn't it and yeah. that could be with a partner it could be with a family member or just you know a couple of mates wanting to go and yeah do something that they used to do as kids drive around together and yeah. just talk nonsense for a few hours and the idea of yeah coming somewhere beautiful like this especially if you live in one of the big cities you can drive across park on the border of this beautiful country and then suddenly you've got this amazing playground of roads as we were yeah. saying at the beginning of the recording it just is spectacular and it doesn't matter if it rains because it does rain a lot in Wales there's no secret but it's (laughs) still beautiful and chances are because it's so mountainous it will be raining in one spot but you'll go on to another spot and it won't be it's going to be glorious
1: you'll turn a corner and there's a bit of sunshine for you yeah Yeah. absolutely Or
0: snow, or snow (laughs) yeah this time of year yeah who knows yeah that could still
1: happen yeah um yeah absolutely it's 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 lovely for that and yeah. you know um even just throwing a couple of tents in the back of something exactly. and, and i mean you're not limited to wales by any stretch but mm. um a couple of tents and you can go off to the coast yeah. and enjoy your weekend and yeah. have you know so was, um, again we said there's amazing places to stay and eat mm. and things all around wales or alternatively you drive up through wales and maybe go to the lake district yeah beautiful. and yeah and we all know how fantastic that is mm. um and, yeah, ideally suited to a little MGB Roadster for for a weekend to the Lake District. You know, how, how lovely would that be? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, so, it's a, yeah, it's a nice part of what we do. It's a great taster as well, isn't it? Because there are a lot of people that love, as I said before, they love the idea of owning a classic car. But there are certain things that kind of really put them off. They might be scary and think, oh, but the brakes aren't as good. Or yeah. is it going to, how's it going to feel in corners? You don't have to go and spend all that money and buy it and then figure out, oh, actually, maybe it's not for me you can come and have a go and think, oh, actually, yeah, this is really is a bit of me. And it completely changes how you drive modern stuff as well, doesn't it? I say the same about motorbikes. Once you've ridden a motorbike on the road, you will drive a car very differently for the rest of your life. Yeah, Drive a classic car, you will drive a modern car very differently for the rest of your life.
1: That's a great shout. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, yeah, seeing if it's for you. Um. It's a nice experience, yeah, mm. but if you're not sure whether you could live with an old roadster or something like that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Because uh, you know, let's be honest, uh, they're not as watertight. They're not as easy to live with as a modern car. You know, as a Volkswagen Golf. Um, everything comes back to a go- Volkswagen Golf, doesn't it? You know, is it as easy it's to just, live with as a Golf? Yeah. It just it's, it's natural now, isn't it? <laughs> great PR for them. Um, but yeah, so it's a great way into um, into seeing whether it's for you. Yeah. But yeah, I, you touch on motorbikes there. You're mm. part of a machine with a motorbike. Completely. You know, even your gloves being on wrong. Yeah. Will change the way you ride it. Yeah. Uh, whereas, um, and the same with the classic car. Yeah, you you look further ahead, mm-hmm. Um, you know you 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 do approach junctions and roundabouts differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very aware of other people, lorries and things like that. You mm-hmm. know, you're, you're sat in a, I don't know, an MG Midget, yeah, and you're sat next to you know 44 tons of, of articulated lorry. Mm-hmm. Things are very different, yeah. and you're not cocooned like you are. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, and, and it's a nice experience mm-hmm. in, in, you know, when it's not scaring you to death uh, next to that lorry. But yeah, you're out in the countryside and you're doing things differently. You're dictating um, what happens with the gears. Yeah. Um, even, uh, again, I'm, I just not know Lewis Hamilton, but helping yourself go down the gears by using a bit of throttle and things. Yeah. It's it's a nice thing to sort of learn. It is. And, and to appreciate, yeah.
0: yeah. And I think there's even simpler joys for me. It's things like... Watching needles, watching temperature needles. I love yeah. it. i become yeah. obsessed. And it's you again, it's that greater understanding of what the car is doing. You know, yeah. There are so many modern cars we get in now, and some of them don't even have a temperature gauge. No. It will just tell you when it's getting hot. Yeah. So you just drive along blissfully unaware, just hopefully everything's fine. Oblivious. And sometimes. it probably is fine because yeah. it's a modern thing. But I like to be able to see what the temperature is. I like to know that when you're blatting along a motorway or an autobahn or something, yeah. Things are going to get warmer, and you want to see that they are, and and yeah. you know, okay, getting a bit hot, we'll ease off, or let it cool down. It's yeah, it becomes that that experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, again, you're part of it, aren't you? Yeah. You know, as as well as stirring the gears yourself, and and you know, unassisted steering, that's lovely. You know, with, with its feedback and things. Yeah, I'm a complete luddite when it comes to car interiors. Mm. I want dials. Yeah, and um, yeah, I love mechanical dials and things. I mean, I don't have them anymore in my in my everyday car. And I sort of missed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you t- touch on uh, temperature dials. You know, a, a friend and I were, were lucky enough to um, drive a car around La Salle a few years mm, ago. Brilliant. And it was, I think, 35 degrees. It was yeah. boiling. Yeah. And um, um, we are coming down the Mulsanne Strait and uh, my friend in the passenger seat waving the arms at me, pointing at the temperature gauge, <laughs> which is, you know, bending over the top stop. Um <laughs> uh thankfully we were all right but yeah it's that kind of thing again because you're living with it yeah and and you're appreciating sort of what happens yeah i think that's part of the joy isn't it um I, I think if you're a bit sort of not even mechanically minded but mechanically interested mm. um i think it's part of the joy
0: yeah yeah for sure well this has been great i mean i hope that it's served a purpose for people with a that that maybe that little light bulb that tends to flicker in the back of their mind going oh maybe i do want a classic car i want to have a go in a classic car i hope that it does spur a few people on because it is a it is an experience like nothing else and and you know it's going to be a matter of time in the next sort of 20 or 30 years we're going to be seeing less and less of them we'll all be driving around in autonomous electric robot cars which uh, is going to be really sad but these you know these classics will live on they're not going anywhere and, and the more people that are buying them now and especially if a younger generation and looking after them, the, the more there will be on the road in the future and all that lovely oil can get put to use in the right places as opposed to your Ford Mondeo's and yeah, Ford focuses. And- <laughs> I don't know why I picked on four yeah. today. Sorry, yeah, that's Ford. a
1: shame. They were yeah. really accomplished cars, John, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, no, no, you're right. It's,
1: um, as opposed to things that just serve a purpose, yeah. uh, like, you know, and again, it's not to knock them. They, 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 they they're great at what they do. Mm. Um, but it's more emotive, isn't it? You know, yeah. you're getting a, something a bit more out of something uh, out, of, out of an old classic. And yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, ensuring that younger generations appreciate and can work on and can fix yeah. cars, yeah. you know, is, is quite key. So so we like to sort of um, uh, we like to encourage apprentices apprentices mm-hmm. here uh, with uh, you know using a timing gun on a distributor, great, and and things like that. So 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 people sort of you know get get. Get that kind of experience. So yeah, it would be, um, it would be a shame
0: to see see to see that die out. Yeah, yeah, of course. And if people want to see the stock um, or learn more about the company, where's the best yep. place to go? Uh,
1: best place to go. Um, I mean, obviously we've got the social pages, Low mm-hmm. Classics. That's L O W E mm-hmm. Classics uh, and LowClassics.co.uk. Uh, which uh, will show all our stock and things like that. Um, a few things to go on there, like the Datsun and, and, and the Impressor and things. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, best places to go. And uh, give us a shout, pop down for a coffee, and if nothing else, um, chat to us about cars, and, <laughs> and we'll make a friend, if yeah. not a sale. And we're always happy with that as well.
0: Brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. It's so lovely to be back here, and I'm going to try and be down here as more often as I can. I've got a rather exciting motorcycle getting delivered in the next couple of weeks excellent, which will mean that I will be spending uh, a lot more time running over in this direction especially as it's like, gets slightly warmer as well. Yeah great. Um, and yeah as, as you say I mean it, we we have been here before because of course we did a podcast with Ollie your brother back in I think it might have been episode five one of the yeah, real early right. early episodes yeah, yeah. for the Driven Chat podcast. Amy, Andy and I came along here and at that point I think we were about two weeks away from opening so it was, like, just yes. on the cusp of it all becoming a real thing. And yeah. it's so brilliant to come back now after after all that time and to see it with... Well, in fact, the, today we've managed to squeeze in a, a break in some building time, haven't we? As, as they're we knocking through from your new little shop through to the cafe.
1: Yeah, um, no, we appreciate uh, the builders uh, uh, staying <laughs> yeah. off the machinery uh, whilst we did this. Uh Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, absolutely incredible. So do come along, yeah. come and visit Baffle House, come and look at some of the cars that they've got in stock here. And if there's anything that takes interest, obviously get in contact with uh, with Harvey and and the rest of the team here, because of course they'll be happy to happy to show you with a bit of notice. Always happy. Sometimes things are tucked away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much. It's been fantastic. Thank you very much, dear listener, for giving us another hour and a bit of your listening time. It's brilliant to have you here. Just a little gentle reminder that um, there are a couple of ways you can get in contact with the show. Firstly, you can do that via the social media feeds and slip into our DMs. We read... Everything, absolutely everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, any comments you have, feel free to comment on the feeds or send us a DM. If you want to email us, you can do that podcast at drivenchat.com. That's podcast at drivenchat.com. Or, even easier, just visit the website, drivenchat.com. You'll see everything we do there from car reviews to photographs to videos to all the episodes of the podcast up to now. Uh, absolutely everything and of course there's an option there to get in contact with us via some little contact boxes so do that drivenchat.com Harvey thank you so much for giving me your time today thanks for having me I'm going to go and have another quick ogle at that Datsun before I venture back and uh, yeah hope to see you again soon with some more cars great thank you very much
1: yeah hope to see you soon welcome anytime
0: the Driven Chat podcast in association with Paramex Digital you dream it we bring it to life Find out more at drivenchat.com.